Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the On The Box podcast, the television podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel. I'm your host as usual, Mr. Gag Standen, and this show today, well, what show we're covering, it's got a lot of power, well, just giving it away, and to join me in discussing power, I have um, the lovely Nina Kauser. How you doing, Nin? I'm very good, thank you. And the reason why I'm on this show is because I was eager and desperate to uh, podcast with the guest that you're about to introduce because we've never podded together. Uh, yeah, I've never podded with him either. And um, joining us is the host of the Oilfield Index podcast, which should be back very, very soon, I hope, uh, Mr. Hatem. How are you doing, Hatem? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, it'll be an honour and pleasure. I haven't podded with you guys. No, yeah. it's the first time, but you know what? That's what that's what makes it this channel so amazing. Um yeah, putting different people together and stuff like that. It's great. So we're on this um podcast to discuss an absolutely fantastic show in power. But before we get to that, we need to really discuss if you've not heard on the box before and there'll always be new listeners coming in, especially with the shows, because obviously every show has its own favorite, you know, uh, sorry, fan base and people might not have listened. Uh, what we do first is we cover the show in a non-spoiler way, what it's like, what we liked about it, stuff like that, without giving any storyline away. So, ladies first, Nin, go on then. What is this show like? What Has it reminded you of anything? You know what, um, I like this non-spoiler section because you've really got to think about not giving too much away. For me, if uh, anyone's listening and they're thinking about a new show to watch, it kind of reminds me, like, it had that gangster film-esque, you know, like The the Godfather, that kind of thing. But what I loved about this, it, it wasn't obviously based on the Italian culture, it was black culture, and I loved... Um, how the main character had got it all, uh, done it all at the topest level in terms of um, drugs and the gangster life, and he just wanted to turn legit. And it reminded me of Godfather Part Two in that sense. It's um, it's a series about true friendship, long-lasting relationships, deception, violence, crime, 
the the fancy lifestyle uh, all the way down to the ghetto it is it's phenomenal it, it captivated me straight away Jeez. if you're into all that stuff do it watch it Hatton, has she left anything for you? I'm, I'm trying to come up with something. Hey, the lead lady's hot. Yes, um, yes, Ange. And Leela, Leela Loren, she's, uh, and that's how you say it actually. I've been watching a few interviews and it's Leela, it's Leila. I thought it would be Leila, but it's Leela Loren and, um, she's, she's gorgeous, isn't she? Like, she's such a, not only just, you know, her looks, but the way she talks as well. There's like a oh. seductory type. She's a seductress. She's amazing. Like, you just want to watch. You do though, and she's good. She's a good actress as well. It, it's she's a very very good artist. Um, uh, the whole cast though, you know, they're, they're all quite kind and new, aren't they? Hatton. They're all kind of like um, I think only Naturi Naturi Norton who plays Tasha. She did something for um, what was it? Was it a Notorious Kim film? She yes, played, she, she was played there. Notorious, did she play Kim, did she? Something yeah, she like played that. Little Kim, I think. Yeah, that's it. And basically, Kim was pissed off at her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really badly, apparently. But yeah, so she was the only one that did something. The rest of them, Omari especially, was sought after, but not done anything like major, major small roles. Um, same with Joseph Sikora, who's Tommy. Really small roles. But uh, yeah, go on. Anything, anything else? Did it remind you of anything? Well, for me, it's... Um... Sopranos meets Narcos with a hip hop soundtrack. I think. What about the Wire? Are you a Wire fan? Yes, the Wire. Yeah, it's not. As, it's not quite as dark as the Wire mm. in terms of the drama. I've not. I seen think the because wire. of the soundtrack, um, it's got a, a banging soundtrack and um, the story. I mean, initially when I started, because I got recommended this by a friend, I thought, here we go. Is this going to be cliched? Because a lot of hip hop dramas tend to be. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect example is Empire, which started off okay and is descending into like the worst cliches of hip-hop culture possible this has avoided it it's showing the good the bad and the deception the drugs what has nina added and um it's got relatively unknown actors as well actors and actresses which is good i mean the guy um the guy who plays truth the only time i think i've seen him but i'm not sure it's him is do you remember the um movie uh what was it called the comic book uh superhero guy um what kick-ass Yes, Kickass. Wasn't he? he kick the, ass, yeah, he was in Kickass. Is ass. that him? Is it? I think yeah. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. Was in but it wasn't major, was it? Like you know, no, exactly. You know, they're all they're all smallish roles. Like I mean, one of the big things. If you like The Good Wife, uh, mm. The Good Wife, the person who wrote a lot of the best writing for that show pro- created this. Um, her name's Courtney Kemp Agbo. She created Power, and it's produced executively produced by Fifty Cent. Uh, Curtis Jackson, isn't it? That's what his name is. They, they yeah. call him Curtis a lot. But but basically, um, a little backstory, actually. Curtis took two hours to convince Omari Hardwick to get on this show. He was, he had loads of offers. And uh, 50 Cent just called him on the phone and said, I need to speak to you. And you know when 50 Cent called you, you're kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen. And they had a chat for two hours. And with that, he he declined all the other shows. And he went for this one just because of the levels of the character that that Omari the, that Ghost has James James St. Patrick. The, the, it just had so many levels, so so much depth to his character that he goes, "I've got to play this guy," and he, and it's gone on, and he's he's become a massive star. I mean, um, it, it's funny that you mentioned The Wire and Sopranos. The guy who um, runs Stars because this is on this is on a channel cable channel called stars 
And um, basically, I can't remember who, who the, the, the president is, but he basically ran HBO until 2010. And HBO had The Sopranos and all those, The Wire and all mm. that, wasn't it? Sex and the City. Yeah, but he didn't... He didn't <laughs> really shut up. No, it's a great show to me. I'm just putting it out there for my females. Let's is that not H- alienate. It was is that you, HBO, yeah? is it? Yeah. Wow. Because they normally do good stuff. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Boo, boo. Fun, yeah. That's it, Chris. Be oh, nice. Chris. Be nice to Nina. She edits your pod. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh God, and that does take an edit. Anyway, we'll get off that point. Yeah, the CEO. Yeah, the CEO is uh, Chris Albrecht. So if you've ever heard of him, guys, he's the guy who pretty much uh, ran HBO, made it into and all these big shows, and then he's come onto this one, greenlit this, and um, you know they, they, he's basically the vice president, and he's he's involved as well. But it's a it's it's such a brilliant show. I mean. What else can what else can I add to this um, in terms of? It's got everything. If you like a bit of sex in a show, it's got it. So if you like a Game of Thrones nudity, it's got that. If you like, like Nina said, deception and all the you know, it, it just got twists and turns at every point. Very clever writing as well. You know, it's not mm. it's not like that's daft, man. Fuck this. I ain't watching that show no more. Can I, can I just add a little point to this? I'm, I'm sure you'll agree. I felt like every episode, every scene had a purpose. There wasn't any fillers. And I really like that for every show to be um, important. Yeah. So many times you watch a, a series and you're like, well, I, I just finished like, for example, Prison Break and Gags, you know how much of a struggle that was for me. I felt like I, I'd done three, three four, life sentences. Yeah, yeah it's really hard. hard. You know, they're, they're long ass um, series and, you know, sometimes I was, I was losing my way. Like, I, I, I couldn't get motivated to finish it off, but this canned it. I always say that a smaller show, eight to ten episodes, and they pack the story and they pack it up with loads of good, all of, all of what they want to say and do is much better than a 24, uh, a 24 series or a 22 episode series because they have to fill it out. They really do, and it gets really hard to watch. But these small, I mean, even though you want it to carry on, don't you? The brilliant thing about Power People, for non-spoiler, is that it's only just completed season three, and season four and five have been okayed, like as in they've been requested. So guaranteed two more years of this, one this year, one next year. Um, 50 Cent actually said in an interview that he does, when he gets involved in this type of thing, this is his first time getting into a TV series, he looks at seven years. So this most likely will go seven years. Uh, so it's a good one to get into. And also it's got better every year, I thought. Sometimes yeah, you peak early, mm. but the third yeah. season was absolutely fantastic. So mm. you're in for a treat if you do go and watch it. And also on that, just a little bit of the stat section, the third season... Um, opener the ratings went up 50 percent from the the second season and the finale because they they plugged it so much 50 cent went on a absolute mental push and it's basically it's stars is number one show um, i mean at the end of the day stars doesn't really probably produce much that's amazing but this this blew everything out of the water so it's really highly acclaimed and uh, it's done really well and in new york it's nuts but we'll talk about um, 
you know, what people are saying in the city and stuff later, um, because obviously I've been watching some stuff. But let's get on with this then. So that's the end of the spoiler-free section, people. I've done a bit of stats. It's got an 8.2 on IMDb, but the first season only got like a 6 or 7. So if you think, if it's got an 8.2 as an average, the third season probably has bumped that up majorly. Um, so, favourite characters... Um, we'll do Hatem first this time. Hatem, is there any? I've I've got absolutely no um, doubts who you're going to talk about here first. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Ange. Yeah, she's, Lee, uh, Angie. She's smoking hot. She plays the role of devious as well so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't read her either. You don't like. There's always that bit that when he's when she's with Ghost, you don't trust her at all. There's always that bit where even though she's committing to him. And she pretty much commits to him every episode. <laughs> um, you, yeah, you, she's got a dark side, a devious side. He's got, a, like, he's totally in her spell. And I, mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know if she, I think we touched, she hasn't been in anything. So I've, I've, I'm watching her for the first time. And the way they've developed the character, she's a career woman. Mm-hmm. She knows what she wants. She doesn't like being screwed over, which. She's a bit, um, so she's she's obviously career driven, and she'll play. Um, I can't remember the the guy the guy she plays who she works with, the gullible guy. Um, Knox. Greg Knox. Greg, yeah, she plays him like, she uh, plays I don't him know like what a fiddle. He, literally every <laughs> time, does. and he's he's another one in the spell. But don't Even, you think she's in Ghost's spell as well, though, a little bit because. I think it works both ways, you know, dude. I know she's she only becomes devious once she gets like we're spoiler. We can spoil now once she gets a a hold of what what you know Ghost is up to, and that's when she becomes devious. But before that, she's totally under his spell. But she, she sees um she sees Greg as a fallback. Oh, like, she uses uh, him. Of... She uses him as a toy. Exactly, and when oh she when God. things are going wrong with Ghost, she pops up and. Uh, she starts talking about them, but she uses them to get what she needs. It's a sh- it's a shame. Um, she plays the boss as well. It's all about catching the main guy, and she knows that she's a career woman. If she catches Lobos, the whole point of the uh, the inv- early investigation is catch the main gangster guy, and um, she's driven. Nothing will stand in her way. She also would jeopardize a complete lifelong friendship to get what she wants as well, which is the Tommy and Ghost friendship. I mean, they're supposed to be brothers for life, been through a lot. She doesn't care. She'll, she was trying to get Ghost to bail on Tommy, sell him out any given moment. And it, you do see her most vulnerable point when uh, Ghost gets Tommy out of prison. That was interesting because you, never, you never saw that vulnerable. She was basically screwed. She, she yeah, he screwed her. Nowhere to, Ghost screwed yeah, her. Totally. Yeah. And she was out with revenge and she held that card ready for him. And then without, well, I guess, season three, it comes to a, comes to a conclusion. Okay, she was um, she was in the Hangover Part Three as a female officer. She was also in H Plus. Yeah, uh, she was wow. in uh, the Reunion. She was in the Mentalist. She was in Lost. All one episodes though. Chuck, I can't even remember her in Chuck. Um, Ghost Whisperer. She was. She's basically done a lot of stuff, but one episode. Nothing her own. Yeah, no, nothing that gang you remember. Related, gang yeah. related, maybe eight episodes. In, I've never seen that show. So, but mm. this is her big ticket. She's mm. going to be huge after this. And also, I'll actually, I'll go to that in a minute. Nin, you talk about Angie next. I think what I really liked about Angie was um, it was a very, very male-dominated um, work scenario where she was at. And she was quite... What I liked about it is 
they all saw her as a bit of eye candy and she wasn't afraid to use that but at the same time be you know a bit ballsy you know like sort of take on the men I love that I love the fact that she was so enigmatic so enchanting even as a woman I was drawn to her you know she had a lot of presence about her. I, I, you spoke about her vulnerability when she got done in the court case. I mean, for me, the other two um, instances where you know the vulnerable, you know the vulnerable side really came out was when she had that little um, conversation with her Holly, and she discovered in, in the female toilets that he was ghost. You know, Jamie was ghost, and she was crying, and uh, you know, you really you could see how devastated she was, and for me, that was an indication of how much she loved him. So, you know, for me, that was a, a case where she, you, you actually got a bit more of a feel for who she was as a person, that she was human and she did feel stuff. Because normally she came across quite robotic and didn't care, a bit, you know, a bit devious, will do anything to get on top, really competitive, loved all those attributes about her. Uh, that was the one time where I thought she was really vulnerable. Uh, the other one was obviously in court. And um, the third time when she cries at the end, when, he, when they actually. Yeah, when he, when he walks out on her. Yeah. yeah. She, and, you know, you, you feel for the girl, but yeah. Uh, you know, you really do get a sense of her. She's a really strong character. I cannot believe that she's not been in anything super, super major before that because to me, she looked like a pro, like she's been in other stuff before. Yeah, she's I think there's a gorgeous. Yeah, Sorry, I think there's on. a gap for um, Latino actresses. I know, yeah. you, know you, you love uh, J-Lo. She can't, I, she can't I act. Do. As great as she looks, she can't act. I mean, she's, but the girl who plays Angie, I mean, this is. I mean, if she gets work off this, she could rise to being like a, a big Latino star. I mean, obviously, my, there's obviously bigger Latino stars in the Latino world, but I'm talking English-speaking stars. There's a big gap. I mean, there's J-Lo, and I can't really name anyone else. So, I mean, Rosario, uh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Sam, she's Mahia, Cuban, right? Eve, yeah, Eva Mendes is Cuban. But it's just good to see that whole like Latina, South American, Spanishy. I, mm. I, I'm drawn to them women. I find them truly beautiful. And like you said, they're always seen as a bit of eye candy, like J-Lo. I agree, the woman can't act, but I will watch her films because I love looking at her. But this girl <laughs> could act. Do you know what I mean? And that was great. And her, and, and, and her character, <laughs> when you talk about it, she just shortcut. Might as well call her Shortcut. She should have been called Angie Shortcut because that's all she's Angie Shortcut Valdez. <laughs> she just wanted to take shortcuts to everything. Every single thing. Yeah, she just like, <laughs> no ethics, man. Like, ethics go out the window for Angie. She's like, yeah, I'll fuck him, get that. I'll fuck him, get that. And now I'm going to fuck you and get that. It was just mental. She was um, tapping phones. She was hacking phones. She was doing everything in this show. And what, what, what comes through all of that is that every single character in this show has shades of grey. There's no good. There's no bad. There, well, okay, there's bad. There are bad. But the good... The people that you want to root for, they still have real dark sides, all -hmm. of them. And we're going to go on to them next. But, you know, I mean, for example, 50 Cent in this, Kanan, there's no good in him. The guy's just an absolute twat. He's evil. He's totally evil. And he plays it beautifully, though. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll we'll get to Kanan in a minute. He's the producer, so he can go last. Um, So, Nin, we've talked to Angie. Who's your favorite character? All right. For me, it was easy, right? Uh, as as listeners all know, uh, Gags, uh, he, he kind of, uh, he's trying to broaden my horizons when it comes to television series because I've only ever watched before this. Ugly Betty, 
uh, <laughs> Sex and the City, all and uh, Californication. So he's, he's got me on a few good things. Wait up, Game of Thrones, Entourage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then then he introduced me to Game of Thrones, Entourage, and of course Suits. I love all them, and obviously the night off, which obviously I, I discussed on a on a previous show. He goes, you need to watch Power. There is a character called Tommy. You will fucking yeah. love him. I was like. All right, you know I've got nothing to do. International. Let's do this. I watched it and I went, the fuckers right again. Tommy is something else altogether. First of all, uh, we're not going to talk about his character. That man has more facial expression range than me. Like that is impossible. His <laughs> face, I could just watch it all day. I love the accent. I love the brashness. I love the fact that I tell you what I really like about this show. I love the fact that. You know, stereotypically, we watch these shows and they keep the the black guy in a very black culture, in the hood. You know, that's the cliche. Here you've got Ghost who's living the high life, looks the part, no one questions it. Every time Tommy ends up at that club, truth, everyone's just looking at him. He looks so out of place. I love the relationship he has with um, uh, Ghost Kids. So you could tell that he's always wanting a family. He wants a family, wants to be part of something. And he kind of like, I think he's stuck with Ghost through thick and thin. Um, I love his boldness, his brashness. Um, he's not scared to do anything. I love his little one-liners. I loved, um, uh, I know uh, this is a spoiler bit, but um, just one of my favorite one-liners from him, there was two actions with Milan, both of them. And when uh, when they actually, when Milan puts him and Ghost in the car, and they're going to take him to where they keep the drug supply, and it's a really really intense situation. You know, big machine guns. You know, you, you as a person, you'd be shitting yourself. And he looks to Milan, who's like the head of like you know, um, I think the Serbian, uh, the gangsters, and you know, the biggest drug dealer. And he looks at Milan, and he goes, "Is it true you eat people?" I, I just couldn't stop laughing. I was like, "What a thing to say! Look where you're at!" And you know, no yeah, filter whatsoever. Love it, and I, I just I I adore the guy. I think, and and I also like the fact that he is a bit immoral and he does fucked up shit, and everyone's got a dark thing. But one thing I loved about him is the fact that he really, really frowned at Ghost for um his um you know his uh, affair. You know he had some morals and some principles, and I love that about him. And then he was in Prison Break. Who the fuck was he in Prison Break? Sarah's was friend. So who's Sarah? I don't know. It just says Sarah's, whatever. And basically, uh, I do remember. No, I remember she had a boyfriend, but I don't remember what he looked he was like. In one like. Yeah, he uh, he was uh, he got a run to drugs. Yeah. There's a surprise. That is it. Yeah, <laughs> um, he was in Lost as the uh, in the in, uh, basically as a co-pilot. He was he was. Uh, oh God, there's loads here. Law and order. Basically, I think his biggest thing. He was in Jack Reacher. He was um, in True Detective. Wow. That's um, it, Jack Reacher. I remember him from he that. He was in Banshee. Oh, I Jack Reacher. He was in Banshee. He was in Shutter Island. And he was in My Best Friend's Wedding. <laughs> oh, shit. Julia wow. Roberts, 1997. <laughs> How mad. Like, but, but this is, again, his big... This mm-hmm. is... You look at all of the stuff he's done. You know, he's not... Nothing that stood out, you know? Nothing at all. And this is his big one. Like you said... If you go and watch him outside of... He's from Chicago, by the way. So he's not even from New York. So he's putting on that accent and he looks authentic. You know, he looks yep. like he's from there. That's one really brilliant thing from him. He's, he's mm-hmm. you know, he's from Chicago. And um, if you watch him talk outside of the show, he's totally different. 
He's just a normal human being. He's highly strung in the show. He's always like, he's going to kill someone. I mean, Hatton, what are your thoughts on um, Tommy? Did you like him as much as Nina did? If it wasn't for Ange, Tommy would be my favorite character. Like, he's awesome. He reminds, you know, he reminds me of, um, you know, in Luke Cage, there's there's a guy that plays a very similar character to what Tommy does. The one who, um, he's always allied, allied with a senator and he kills, uh, have you, you, you guys have both seen uh, Luke Cage, right? I have, yeah, but like my memory escapes me because I've been watching a lot of television. <laughs> There's a guy who played like, pretty much almost to a T, the same sort of white guy being hip-hoppy character, but Tommy just nails it while the other guy in Luke Cage doesn't. You'll know it. I mean, he's, he's always wearing dark glasses and um, he kills... Oh, people. shit, yes, of course. He hangs around with them. His cousin, Donny, the female, yes, yes. Oh, oh, yes, and he was in prison with yes. Luke Cage. I know who you mean. I forget his name, but I know who you mean. So yeah. it, it, similar characters, but I don't think it works in Luke Cage. He was a bit more wooden in Luke Cage, wasn't yeah. he? A bit more standoffish. This one's really animated and in your face and, yeah, loud and aggressive. <laughs> they, got the casting, they got the casting bang on, didn't they? I mean, this, this should resurrect all their careers. I mean, there's, I mean, of course, there's a danger of staying in a one TV series so long that you get typecast. But um, I mean, he he the fam. I love the way he's loyal. He's he will. I love that car he's got as well. That car's brilliant. It's yes. brilliant that he uses that to commit all these crimes as well. Yeah. <laughs> and he still doesn't get caught. The bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one it, thing. <laughs> there's what I mean. His loyalty to Holly. I found Holly in decent character at first, but like I was siding with. How, how can I say it? How can I say it? I was glad when she, um, she got, when he got rid of her. When he killed yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. I was glad of that because she was jeopardizing the whole, she was getting in the way of the whole, um, mm. yeah, she got inside his head, which is, that was his major weakness. It was yeah. massive. And she, and his major weakness was not having that girl that he could connect with. You know, there would be loads of hoes over at his place and he'd have fun with people, wouldn't he? All the time. And, you know, you'd see parts where there's like three or four girls just lying in his bed, you know, in this big wide apartment he's got. Um, and there's just girls lying everywhere at the start. But then once he meets Holly, it's just you Holly. It's just Can Holly. I just say, I love the fact that he does cock with his mum. Yeah, yes, it's I'm nuts. Yeah. His mum's crazy. <laughs> his mum yeah. is fucking nuts. And how weird is it that he likes gingers like his mum? He's, oh he's, he's just, he's just, he's just fucked. You know? Pro- my, my major fear is like, I mean, he there's a wedge being driven between him and true between him and uh and ghost and the problem with that is that you can you can see it getting wider and wider and mm-hmm. it's through no fault of their own you know that uh ghost is actually being truthful and looking out for tommy and then tommy's i mean they've got i mean again i mean i think if you've listened this far you're, you're willing to see it be spoiled i guess but there's a thing where he has to kill i mean his order is to save um, I think he was told to save Holly. He, it's Holly. He has to kill Ghost. Mm. And there's a, I mean, there's a bit there when you think, is he going to do it? Is he not? And then he does himself anyway. So, but, but basically, he just he's just um, like you said, the, the loyalty is massive for him. He's grown mm. up with the, what they've presented it as is that these two have grown up together, and he is conflicted at times, isn't he? Because he's really frustrated. The show. I mean, let's move on to Ghost because. I mean, I love Tommy, by the way. Like I said, I, I think I've already covered what I wanted to say on him. He's just a phenomenal actor, I think. And um, he, he's he got a role of his lifetime. 
And <laughs> it, it just, it looks like he was going to die at one point and Ghost saves him. And I was like, thank God for that. Uh, it, wouldn't, thing, it wouldn't work without him. No way. Wouldn't. No way. No, no, no. And um, it's I a, just, yeah. It's a similar effect to um, when they were doing Breaking Bad, they were going to kill off um, Jesse. Yeah, they can't and kill people, Jesse. Yeah, and the people loved him, Jesse, so much that he became such a popular character. And I think Tommy, like, I don't think the show works without it. It is Ghost and Tommy the same way it was Jesse and Hindenburg. Yeah, it's got it's, to be. Like, he's he's no, powerful. No, it's too, yeah, there you go. And what do they want? They all want power. The whole point of the show, by the way, the name power is they all want to get to the top. If Angie's having sex with people because she wants to get to the top of her field, you know, we haven't even covered Tasha yet. She wants to, she wants to grow. She wants to be the wife of the best, the biggest drug dealer in the, in, in the land, in the world, even, you know, uh, in New York, that's what they say. Uh, Tommy wants to just keep on running the streets. He wants to keep on doing drugs, selling drugs all the time. And at one point he's power hungry as well. He says, I'll take it over then because if you don't want to do it, ghost, I'll do it. And then obviously there's ghost. He wants his power now in a different way. And it's a good time to speak about Ghost. Basically, rather than have power as a drug dealer and a gangster, he wants to have power by having lots of nightclubs and be- mm. become rich and suave and wear these beautiful suits and look really dashing. I mean, um, Nin, let's you, you can talk about Ghost first. I, I, I just think, I know you guys got those as your favourites, but I think the character that this guy pulls off, Omari Hardwick... I think he's going to be, he's going to be a legend. I mean, he's going to be massive. You, you probably think I'm being stupid here, but Denzel Washington uh, bought Omari Hardwick through. That's his mentor. Um, oh wow! And Omari Hardwick now mentors Denzel Washington's son. He's paying him back. So okay. he 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 does. He his parents. He he says first, and then he says the Washingtons are the ones that made me who I am. You know, I have their backing. And if you mm. look at him, he does act a little bit like him at times, or tries to, or doesn't copy him much. He has his own style, but there are bits and pieces. Like I'm, I'm now looking back going, hmm, you know. But it's huge to have that kind of backing, isn't it? Like, it's huge to have a mentor like that. He didn't use him to get into the shows. He's done, mm. I mean, Amari Hardwick done loads of work, but not massive work, you know. Didn't, didn't He's been going for, what, bloody hell, since 2001. But just little, little stuff. He's, again, he's not been anything. He was in the A team. I didn't even know that. Um, but there's um, the new, the new A team, by the way. But there's, I think there's some new films coming out or stuff that this year and next year that he's going to be in. But I just thought the depth of what he's got to do, or his role is harder than anyone else's. I thought personally, but you can agree, disagree with me, Nin, if you want. I think what I really liked about uh, Ghost and Jamie, uh, the, the character, I'm just going to call him Ghost, it'll just be easier for me. Uh, I'm shit with names, we all know this. Um, what I loved was, um, I love the fact that he, he portrayed two different lifestyles and he seamlessly blended them in as one. So, you know, by day he was like, well, by day and night he was like this suave club owner who had charm, grace, elegance, looked the part, was the part. Um, could talk to these people, not be phased by, you know, their high education in that in that world, uh, the most powerful uh, black man in the in the show, you know, it didn't bother him. And then at the same time, if he needed to pull that trigger, he was completely fearless and could do it. Love the fact that he came from the streets. He grew up. He grew up with Tommy, but I felt like they evolved. It was almost like they wanted different career paths. And 
I, and uh, the thing that I found really interesting about this show and his character in certain was he desperately wanted to become legit because mm. he wanted a good, honest uh, living for his kids. Yep. You know, he, he wanted that. But it was the wife, which I found so strange. It was the wife that was saying, why do you want to go legit for? And I think that was the reason why I think they kind of separated because it was a different mindset altogether. But he wanted the reason that why is the money? Did you know yeah, the money started running yeah, out? She just, yeah, she just wanted the money. She did not give a shit if they all end up in prison. She just wanted the quick fix of here and that. And he was thinking about the long term, the longevity. Put his kids first all the time in that scenario. Wanted, you know, he didn't want his kids to ever know what he had to do to get to where they are. Um, again, he in the first episode, you kind of see that he's a bit of a man of integrity, um, of principal integrity because they get robbed in. I think it was the first um, episode by some Mexican Latino dude. I'm not going to say Mexican, I think, because I'm not sure. And the, um, Tommy and all these guys have his girlfriend at hostage, and he lets her go. It was you know, more. I thought. I personally, I thought that was more of a sign of weakness because he wants to go legit, but doing that made him weak, and that burnt them, didn't it? In the end. Well, actually, no, because they killed the guy, didn't they? Yeah, but didn't she but, go and t- didn't she go and do some stuff or tell people stuff or something like that? Something happened that no, she did. She, I don't think she did anything. I think he said you're going to go and you're going to tell him when you broke up with him because she had cousins, and if he's killed her, it would have started a big war. But he wasn't thinking about that. I just think he just saw a vulnerable woman in that state. And then there was another case where one of his women got slashed up by that girl in the high peak, uh, the high top trainers, and Tommy and Hugo, I think it was their boy, were hell bent on just ending her, killing her because she knows too much about the business. And he actually moved her up to admin because he wanted to give her a living because it was the right thing to do. That's, I love those. The, trainers, the trainer this. woman was mental. She was she crazy, was wasn't she? Next level, next level. <laughs> but you know, there was a human element to him, and I loved that—that that he wasn't just a cold-hearted bastard. Yeah. Mm. What I liked about him again, before I go to Hatem, is that he had to, he had an alter ego. He had to play two roles. There was times when he had mm-hmm. to become the gangster. There was times when he had to become, you know, uh, James. Uh, what is it? Saint Patrick, and he, he basically had both both of those roles to play within one show. It's quite a mm-hmm. tough thing to do. Hatem, your thoughts on Ghost? It's, inter- it's interesting because um, I think the uh, I think when the uh, director or the writer was thinking of the character for Ghost, he borrowed a lot from The Godfather. So there's that scene where um, he basically kills the other drug dealers. And it kind of, yeah. you know, when he left the calling card, that reminded me of uh, Michael Corleone at the end of God- yep. uh, God- Godfather 1. The christening. Yeah, the christening, exactly. So it was a similar sort of thing, but mm. I, I can't remember where uh, James was at the time, but it was a similar sort of thing where they all they all died and it was all like a calling card and there was a music background to it. And then, again, the whole legit thing is, again, Michael Corleone and Godfather yes. 3, mm-hmm. the whole, yep. I've got to go legit. You try every time, I think um, Al Pacino came up with the every time I, every time I want to leave, they pull me back in. It's exactly the same thing. He was having every time he tried to step away, he, he got put, he got pulled back in. Mm. Um, a lot of it had to do with um, uh, 50 Cent's character. And I mean, but again, he had to keep Tasha happy and he had to keep, um, uh, Tommy happy and Angie <laughs> and of course every episode and, uh, oh, and um, it's, it's good and also I mean you, you could see his, as well his dealings when he had to deal with the um, uh, when he first he got ripped off by those two little kids opening the club who basically because he wasn't focused on the club they um, 
pretended to be some hotshot and he's in the Truth nightclub and he ended up stealing a night from him. Yeah. So that was the first time you saw vulnerability where he was like, I can't, I, I need to go legit. I can't focus on both. And then he got them back. And then also his dealings with um, uh, the, uh, the, the old guy who owned the clubs. Yeah, he's from, um, um, he's, he's a really good actor. He's from um, Flash and the legend, Legends of Tomorrow as well. Yeah. Oh, the, the old guy? Yeah, yeah. I knew I'd seen him somewhere before. I've yeah, seen him like... somewhere, but I've not seen them shows, so I don't yeah. know what else he's in. But he's I've in definitely loads. Seen his he's face. in loads. He's a really good actor. Mm. But he gets played it over. He... Yeah, he gets... I mean, he, he initially he had the upper hand against... Oh, massively. Uh, he was basically a slave, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, basically he was like, do this for me, you're going to go to Miami. I mean, I mean, if somebody sends me to Miami, I wouldn't complain. But he's like, he's basically his bitch for like oh, mm-hmm. a, a couple of episodes. And then... He he kind of works out on the there's a problem between his wife uh, and he plays on it and he ends up with the clubs he ends up with the club in Miami the club in New York and the opposite and he also gets that I never understood that thing about the uh, model the models having the party there but again again you saw the vulnerability when there was a shooting at the the nightclub as well so he's a businessman and he's I'm I'm not going to say role model right because obviously there's a drugs thing but the way he's trying to conduct that legitimate side he's a role model to his kids right because his kids mm. obviously don't know but then yeah. his kids start getting off going off the wrong foot and um fell under the spell of uh shit for brains what's his name uh Kanan. 50 cent Kane in that car and uh he neglected I mean in the end I mean who knows how season 4 is going to pan out but He's in a. It's the hits. He's in his lowest point. He has I mean, hit his. Kid, he's in jail. He, I mean, well, he's, he looks like he's going to jail. And uh, I said, uh, yeah, Turtle can get him out. I couldn't deal with Turtle as a lawyer, by the way. I, I loved it. it. <laughs> I love Turtle as a lawyer, man. Turtle. I just couldn't handle it. I was just like, mate, you're supposed to be wearing a twisted cap, yeah. and you're basically an errand boy for Vince. Yeah, it's all the time. It's hilarious. But he got, got him out of a jam, though, right? Because he oh, spotted um, he spotted him in the I mean he spotted him in the lift uh, spotted him in the lift and he worked out what was going on with Ange and stuff so yeah it's... no he's very good I, and I thought I mean Ghost has described this role as a three headed monster himself so he thinks there's three parts to him uh, but uh, uh, the, the thing with they say with Ghost is he's actually a ghost isn't he he's actually in the shadows like especially there's sometimes some scenes where you have no idea what he's doing and then it all plays out towards the end of the season. How he put the role, like for example, when he got Tommy sent to jail, yeah, you thought, what a bastard! Yeah, but he exactly. already had a plan to get him out. He already had a plan. He's basically the, the 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 way that he's been, the way that the story goes is that he's always a step or two, maybe even three ahead of everybody in the show, everybody, and he's only just got caught out now. At the end of season yeah, and he's three. been caught out. I mean, uh, this I won't spoil, but he's been caught. Ac- in, he's, he's been caught out for like an act of sheer stupidity, literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he did he did everything he needed to. Because I don't want to really spoil this too much for at all. But he did everything he needed to do to do what he did. No, spoil it. And then a spoil little, it. It's fine. Okay, but I mean, he basically went in. He went. He was in the apartment. He wore his gloves. He did everything right they needed to do. And then a stupid act of what did he do? He dropped something, didn't he? No, and he, then he, he left. He, he left his fingerprint on the bloody on the yeah, window. He, he dropped something, so he had to take his glove off. off. Oh. And by and then he he just touched it. And I'm like, you have been ghost for three seasons, and it's believable as well. The way the police don't know who he is. A lot of shows, you sit there and go, oh yeah, this is getting a bit silly now. How did they not know? But it is believable. He keeps himself in the shadows. He made one act, and it's messed it up. Well, we don't know if it's messed it up, but 
yeah. as the final credit. Done. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. But yeah, he's um, he's the main man for me. So um, I, I absolutely adore this character. You've got to watch it for Ghost. Um, he is pretty much everything. Slippery, um, well acted. The whole shebang. He'll be a big star in the industry, I think, going forward. Um, okay, next. Nin, who do you want to talk about next? It, it was a bit of a small role, but I absolutely... Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god, he's one of the best villains ever. Thank you so much. He was absolutely off his fucking tip. <laughs> he was. What I am, uh, I let Hatim talk about him, but you know, like I kept closing my eyes, and every time he spoke, I kept thinking it was Pep Guardiola. I know it sounds really random, but watch this show. I love that scene when he's in prison, classical music's going on, and he's like, and he's like, sort of like just jamming to himself, like just completely nuts, completely psychopath complete and utter psychopath kill him kill that always saying something hideous and gross in spanish you know really inappropriate language he was vile but i loved him he's amazing and he's and he's gay as well he's a gay drug lord cartel lord sorry like it's yep. just amazing and he he's a psychopath he just kills yep. people he just wants to kill and his name's um, enrique uh, Murciano and uh, Enrique actually I recognize him immediately because he's done two seasons of uh, Bloodline which I've watched and he was Marco Diaz in that and he was the cop in Bloodline on Netflix Re- I really enjoyed that show and he plays a totally different character he's a cop and uh, no accent really really so it just shows a little bit of diversity in roles for him but he's done two big shows for me now so um, yeah I mean he he's pivotal isn't he he's basically the, he's running it all they're they're they owe him he's putting them under loads of pressure isn't he Atom? all the time in the first season upping the amount that they they want he wants them to move it's it or oh, second he, season is that is that the second that might be the second yes, because they second, rely on kane and then don't they well i mean you can see what i mean he when they when they started sketching who when they were saying who they need to get he was at the top of the tree i never thought it would be this guy when i saw him and the way he was acting, I was thinking, right. And then, it, like you said, the class, the classical music with these, with the, the gay persona of it, mm. and then the, his his one liners, and I mean, the way he was talking to that DEA, he had that DEA in his pocket to the point. I mean, it was it, it, yeah, whoever whoever Andrew's yeah, boss he, was called the big boss. He, he called him yeah, Hefe. He called him Yes, unbelievable. And that was a twist. And we kind of knew there was somebody in there, but we didn't think it was him. And the way he was telling him, and he would say something, and you'd be like, he'd be saying it in a really, really camp voice. Yes. And you couldn't it take it seriously. It's so laugh, funny. You? Like, he was basically, menacing, but funny at the same time. He's menacing yeah. because there's one line he said, right, that I've, I've actually, if people, people today, I've put this on um, Insta today, and a few people have contacted me and said, is everything all right? But basically, I put this <laughs> quote up saying, the moment I detect disloyalty, I cut it out like a cancer. And just the way he says it, it's just hilarious. But it's a brilliant quote, you know. It's just, it's just him. He's just hilarious. And you want to, you don't want to fuck him off. If you notice, there's so many people in their group desperate to want to sit at the table. What's that guy's name? That's um Ruiz. 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 Yeah. yeah. Ruiz is desperate, isn't he, to to get on the table with Lobos, and they don't want Ruiz coming forward but then so much shit goes on with Tommy and all that stuff that that happens with Ruiz and his kid and oh my god it was just nuts wasn't it but but yeah I mean Lobos is is what I love the fact I love the fact that he has no respect or appreciation for human life no he doesn't care he just kills people yeah yep once I've got what I need from you goodbye 
<laughs> it's it's like, I think in terms of I'm was talking about it before. I'm trying to think of he's in the top five villains of stuff I've ever watched. Just, he's so wow, convincing. really? I, it's, that's, that's a I, I think call. it's a, I think it's because of the shock factor. I think when you when you see a character and you don't realize, I mean, he's not like in the in terms of it's just what I expected when he first appeared on the scene and how he is is just completely different. And that's for me why he's. I mean, I'm trying to think of who we, who I can compare him to, but I can't. It's always a good sign. A lot of characters, like um, in TV shows, I'm talking about, not movies, obviously, because then mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter comes up there. But in terms of, uh, he's, I can't compare him to anyone. I can't say he's based on anyone. I can't say anybody's based on him. And for me, no, that's he's a the fresh, best com- fresh character, best compliment. It's a different way of doing the villain stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's away from the traditional Bond style villain or the uh, pick a nationality and call him a villain sort of thing. He's so different. Um, he's very good, very very good. And even when sure. they killed him off, right? They did it such a shit job. Like they just lost yeah. all control, didn't they? They just they were so desperate to get rid of him. They just left all the clues out. It's just like, oh for fuck's sake! At that point, I was like, you boys, man, this is you're doing a cowboy job on this one. Well, they flipping started arguing amongst themselves. They're yeah, exactly. to a runner. I was like, you're fucking stupid. Come on. Is that old saying? You know, See, that's an, another shout out to the mafia way of doing it again. So the whoever the the writer must have watched a lot of mafia. St- again, he must have he must have been a massive like Goodfellas fan. That's a execution scene in Goodfellas where you take him out to the the fields with the big corn and then you just kill him and bury him. So again, that was another shout out to well, I'll be a Scorsese shout out. But the bit where they started arguing, I was just like, oh my god, you idiots! You, you just idiots, saw it coming. You saw it coming. You good? And they did not do that with Milan, did they? Milan. I mean, oh, me you know like. what? We haven't talked. Um, we need to. We, we've we've done so much in the show. Let's quickly talk Tasha and Fifty Cent, and then we need to talk a few twists because we haven't even got there yet. That were that were good in the show. Um, Hatem Tasha, what did you think of? Um, what, what's her name? Natu- is it Naturi? I don't know her. Um, Naturi Norton. Yeah, Naturi Norton. She played the same role as she did, kind of in Notorious, in terms of yes. loyal. Um, with little Kim was loyal to Biggie, and then um, he cheated on her with. Um, uh, Faith Evans, um, similar sort of role. She kind of took that sort of way of acting into um, into uh, power. They kind of hid the gangster pa- past a bit until we kind of realised that she framed uh, uh, Fifty Cent. I keep forgetting his character. To be fair, Kanan, yeah, keeps keeps Kanan. Basically, both of them, Ghost and her, framed him. Framed him. We didn't see that till later on. No, she just played that. the loyal, loyal to the kids. She she doted on Tommy. Apparently she's a good cook because Tommy used to be oh, there. Oh yeah, to love her food. But then she was also dodgy, though, wasn't she? A little well, bit. She, well, when... she was the money launderer. Right? It was her idea to do the money laundering for um, using the laundrettes. But then she also roped her uh, friend in. Uh, is it? Uh, what was her friend called? I can't remember her friend's name now. But she. Uh, Keisha, Lakeisha, or something. She's off something. I know as well. Is she off the Kardashians by any chance? Please tell me. No. No, God, she's in. It? She's in a load of little like films. She's in a film called "Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man." She has these little sidekick roles. You know, like the way she was to Tasha. She's very yeah. much like that in films. Just if anybody knows, I don't watch the Kardashians. Just in case I get that reputation of ever watching it, so I've never watched it. But whatever. <laughs> I thought she came across as a really strong character, Tasha. She was no nonsense. You know. Um, Nin, I mean, what did she do in the first first few episodes with the with the guy? 
with the driver with Sean. Oh yeah, she was just a basically a really Dirty really girl. bored housewife, wasn't she? Let's let's just be honest. Just wanted attention. Her, it was almost like in the first few episodes, her purpose was to just look nice and be a front for um. A front yeah. for ghosts, you know, be the arm candy. And, uh, you know, they looked like they were having a really good relationship. Uh, but then, obviously, he started teetering away when they had that conversation about becoming legit. And she's like, why are you so stupid? Why do you want to be legit? I thought um, she had... You know what? I actually felt so because it was almost like she was ever so slightly isolated because her mum was always whispering negative bullshit in her ear, which turned out to be true. <clears throat> you know, let's let's just call it how it is. It all turned out to be true, but... I felt like her mum was a constant weigh down on her. You know, she was like raising these kids by herself. That's what it came across as. He was constantly obviously doing the gangster shit, running a club. She was running house. She was obviously a very loyal person because he told her everything. And I kind of felt that even though he didn't have that, um, you know, that spiritual connection with her as he did with Angie, because that was his like love, his first love, if you will. But I found that he was more safest and more securest when he was with her, because they would talk about things. He was able to let his guard down around her, you know, and she accepted him fully and entirely for what he was. Exactly. And basically with Angie, there was a bit of loads of a hidden secret, loads of he couldn't, lies. He couldn't, he couldn't because they both had their guards up. It was like, a, it was a real fucked up situation in terms of a relationship. But yeah, with the kid, she was bored, just wanted attention and she was giving so many mixed signals. Yeah, which, which shows her dark side. And then also she's, yeah, exactly. She's not exactly, you know, clean. You know, she's not a clean person. Mm-hmm. She was doing dodgy things. She was taking money out of their accounts, putting them in other places just to save when, you know, when he started doing she dodgy was, stuff. Yeah, she was disposing his, like, bloody shirts and stuff. You know, that is a proper trusting relationship. Yeah. She's also very loyal as well because yeah. even despite she knew about the Anne stuff, when he needed her to play his wife. happy wife yeah, she did it when they went on that trip she did it without a doubt because she's thinking of the bigger picture and she family. kicked him out of the bed it was hilarious you go and sit yeah. you go on the sofa mate get out it was, it was brilliant <laughs> and and basically that's how angie finds out as well doesn't she she rings up the mm-hmm. the hotel and it all kicks oh, off by the massage there. yeah yeah it's just terrible but um uh, i think she's also like you said with tommy she felt a bit betrayed because obviously Holly stole her earrings and stuff. So she felt a bit betray- betrayed by Tommy because he backed up Holly. And mm. obviously they, they got more of a sibling relationship, mm. Tommy and Tasha. They, they, they were, it's always a threesome, isn't it? It was always the three amigos, not threesome, sorry, in a rude way, but the three <laughs> amigos. It was always Ghost, Tommy and Tasha. It was always them three together as a, as a unit, shared everything apart from the, the 50 cent stuff that, um, you, you mentioned at him. He didn't know about that, so he was shocked, but, um, I did, did he even find out? I'm not sure. I don't think we've, they've, no, they've fully explained what's happened, have they? No, they, no. All I know is that. All we know he wants okay. revenge. Yeah, he got arrested because of something that she did. I think somebody made a. I think Complaint. somebody. Yeah. yeah, he was in a car, wasn't he? And then somebody did an anonymous. He made call. the call apparently. Yeah, but it was all planned with ghost. So all that shit went down. But and you know what I love about Tasha as well? Uh, when she found out he was cheating, even though she was hurting, and we knew she was hurting, she didn't act like a weak ass bitch. No, no, she's got pride. I love that about her. You know, she had dignity. You know, and. And I know we're speaking about Angie and, you know, we we felt bad for her. And, you know, when she was crying right out when he walked out on her. But, you know, she actually wrecked her home. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, okay, you know what? Let's go there. Let's go there because because this is different now. You talk about home wrecking. 
this is brilliant because I was watching uh, the four of them have a conversation on a radio show today um, on YouTube, and this home wrecking point came up, which is what I wanted to talk to you about infidelity and all that. And Angie really stuck to her guns about how her cat, well, Leela, Lena or Leela, whatever her name is, uh, stuck to her guns about saying how, really? You know, because apparently she said she's been going on the streets and she's been getting like told off by people on oh, the streets of New York. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like sake. they're like, you, you do this, you do this. And she goes like, I really would wish people would realize that I'm like not... <laughs> I'm like not the real person. This is a, this is an actor, you know, this is a role that we're playing. But she stood up for it, saying that when she met Ghost in that club, she had no idea he was married, yep. and she yep. had no idea, and she fell in love with him again whilst not knowing he was married. So how is she a homewrecker? She's been clawed in, and surely the person that's wrecking the home is the guy that knows that he's got a home. To wreck can them. I, can I, you know what? That's a really good point. I think society um, is a quick, as a woman, uh, you know, as a woman, I feel like when these situations take place, when you hear about a footballer or some famous movie star having an affair, which is also common, um, for anyone that, you know, in, even in day to day, I feel like the woman gets the brunt of it. She's the home wrecker. And I feel, I feel like the man gets an easy pass. A classic example of that of this would be um, something that was really in the public eye. Um, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, you're a home wrecker. David Beckham, Rebecca Luce. Rebecca Luce got all the stick. He came yep. out looking like a knight in shining armor. I think the women do get a lot it's of wrong. shit. And I think that's just, yeah. And I think that is a society. I think people just think it's the woman. I suppose you're in right. those cases, though, Nin, those are very popular, famous people that you know have, have families, right? Right, but yeah. in this case, the the situation, the story is that she had no inkling at all, and Ab- then absolutely, absolutely, guys. But what I'm saying is, I'm just saying, just in general, a woman gets a lot of shit. Even if these people, like you said, these people are meant to be normal people; they're not celebrities at all in this drama, in this season, in this series. But Angie's walking around the streets, and uh, uh, the the actress, and people are giving a shit for having a. Uh, an affair on screen. Yeah. And yeah, Tasha, and Tasha, Tasha walks around New York and people go, and people, the woman are like, we like, we hope we're with you, homie. We're with you, woman. We're with you, bitch. <laughs> it's so funny. She's like, and they're both, and by the way, they're both best friends. Leela and uh, Angie and Tasha are off screen. They knew each other before. They're really good friends. So they just laugh their heads off at all of the shit that they get, but differently. Do you get what I mean? How yeah. does that, the impact of the that'll show? That'll never change though. I mean, it's, I mean, the, the the perception sadly is I mean yeah. it's in, it's ingrained. I give you an example: two and a half men, the character played by Charlie Sheen, three or four girls an episode. He's seen as like yeah yeah he's the um he's like seen as a player. If you swapped Charlie Sheen and put a woman in that role, that wouldn't work. She'd be seen as a yeah, a classic guy. example no, is like again, you know, Charlie Sheen is seen as like a whole, you know, like yeah, he's a player. Exactly. Samantha Jones in Sex and City, who has a different man, you know, every ten minutes she's sleeping with somebody different, deemed as a whore. Exactly, yeah, and it's a shame it's got to that. But on the devil's advocate, on that one is that once she knew that he was married, she should have. She pushed you him though. She pushed bag. him to leave though, didn't she? She he did say he was going to leave her as well. So yeah. I'm 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 not even I'm I know it's wrong I admit it's wrong but but the point is that she she worked and she basically begged him to leave her as soon as she found out she was always asking when are you leaving it and then he moved out when are you getting a divorce that was the next step 
And then this is all about that Miami chip, isn't it? Exactly. The, exactly. Mm. So, so basically, Angie throughout is actually trying to to get him to leave her in the end when he finds out. But she did still carry on. Fair enough. She was still with, he was still with her, and in the end, he went back to her and broke her heart. But um, yeah, I thought that it was a really interesting discussion anyway. And then uh, Hatem, I thought I thought I'd bring that up. That what they've been going through outside. You know, in the real lives was um, really, really interesting. But um, let's move on. Let's move on. I think we've covered uh, 50 Cent quickly, Hatem. Um, this has saved his career. He was going, uh, he was declared for f- whatever the chapter thing he bankruptcy is before this. So he tried his, obviously his music career and he tried to be a boxing promoter and failed. He was going bankrupt. He plays the role perf- uh, perfectly effective. He plays himself given that, you know, the history behind him in the whole, I got shot nine times when he was a, he got shot nine times. He was into the whole gangster thing and the whole story behind 50 Cent is getting shot nine times when he was younger. Um, he plays it perfectly. My only criticism of this is the, his rising from effectively rising. Well, we assume effectively rising from the dead. Uh, because he, uh, ghost kills him. Or thinks no, he kills him. No, no, never kills him because he, they, they always left it at the end of the show. They showed a, a door broken, and even yeah. the police come in and say, "Oh, it's lo- it was locked from the outside, but someone broke it from the inside." So yeah, he was burned to death. Out. He was burned to death. But I mean, he's he's evil. He's out for revenge. He's willing to corrupt that kid uh, to the uh, ghost kid. Um, he has this weird relationship with that policewoman who. Uh, His cousin. Police- yeah, his cousin and her partner. Yeah, he was uh, shagging her cousin with her, yeah. her cousin's partner. Yeah, just really strange. So it's going to be, it's going to see how, I mean, he wants to not just take over the business. He wants to, ex, is it word expunge, exterminate um, Ghost, basically. He wants to get full revenge. He'll be friends with Tommy to get rid of Ghost if he has to. He'll be friends with whoever. His main aim is to get rid of Ghost. Everything else is just follows, uh, pales in insignificance. He plays it well. I yeah, he's say. a clever bastard as well in terms of mm-hmm. how he manipulates people and he goes around it and how he fools Ghost in the first um, season, doesn't he, Nin? Yeah, he really does. I mean, for me, I, I don't think I could summarise that any better than what Hatim said. I think, you know, he he's not loyal to anyone. He's a self-serving character. Uh, put a bullet in his own kid's head. Yes. You know? I think that just tells you everything you need to know about this guy. Absolutely does not care. Doesn't care about anyone. He's all about power. Like you said, the show is called Power. This guy wants it all, wants it all for himself. He almost... And and there's a lot of envy and resentment towards Ghost. You really get that. When he first steps into his apartment, he goes, oh, look at your bougie-ass place and look at your bougie place. Look at you living the high life and all this. And there's so much resentment in how he's saying it because... This guy doesn't know nothing but the streets. And if he was ever in power, that's where he'd be the kingpin. I don't think he could make that step. And I think he resents Ghost for that because Ghost has seamlessly made that transition. I know he gets caught up a fair few times, but he really does fit that mould. 50 wouldn't. Or so should I say, Kanan wouldn't. And I think there's a lot of envy and a lot of jealousy and a lot of anger and resentment and it way he plays it so well like he's just effectively playing himself such a good character i also i also um love how he's um a manipulated ghost kid uh you know this guy knows no boundaries i that scene when he was about to pull the trigger at the back of his head and i'm so glad 
ghost kid went, I fucking hate my dad, and then he just lowers his gun, because I actually thought that was the end of that kid. I thought they would never kid- kill the kid because he wants to keep him as, you know, ransom and stuff, or get what he wants from No, him. but you found, you found out about the ransom later. When, when, when he put the gun down, he goes, I hate my dad, and then... He thought, he's right, like, I can play with this guy now. Yeah, he, yeah. Goes, he goes, I'm going to ruin him by ruining his kid, because what is ghost pride and joy? It's his kids. He yeah, of course. Yeah, kids. yeah, totally. And he agree. thought, I'm going to turn him into a little hood rat. And he does. Um, He's Nick's yeah. trainers and everything. And it, yeah. the, the brilliant bit was when they 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 uh, nicked him, the copper. She nicked him and and she tested him, and she goes, "Now nah, he passed the test. He didn't rat on you, uh, you know, to to Canaan." And he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, we got a keeper here." So really interesting. Um, really, really interesting how all these little scenarios played out. However, um, Fifty Cent. I mean, a few things he said. He he's really pissed off at Empire uh, because he thinks that they nicked his idea of this show and took it to a bigger network like Fox, you know, he thinks that they tried to copy, you know, I mean, instead they made it more of a music industry thing, but the premise of it, he thinks that they nicked. So, um, you know, he, he does, he is really, really, (laughs) he does, he does try and tell people straight that, you know, we came first, watch us, make sure you watch us. And, um, maybe if this show was on, you know, an HBO or something like that, it would have got a lot more love, I think, mm. and that's one of the things. It's on a, it's on a, it's on a, it's on a channel called Stars, which allows people mm. to actually download the app in America and just watch it for free straight on the app as soon as it's out and stuff. So, uh, really interesting. Anyway, we're we're nearly done, but we should talk about a couple of major twists in the show. Nin, what was one of the major twists for you? Oh, there's so many. Um, I felt like it was a roller coaster of twists. Um, I think for me, uh, one of the first twists that really uh, stuck to that sticks in my head is um, when when sort of um, Kanan um, is the guy that's behind the girl with the pink high tops. Did yeah. not think he was orchestrating that all the way in 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 the cell. Yeah, you know yeah. that really got me. The fact that he was actually doing it and he was locked up the entire time. Yeah, and he says also that it's uh, it's roller. Isn't it? He says Roller did it. Yeah, yeah, and he gets the he gets his lo- he he gets goals to kill his most loyal friend. Yeah, one, one of his loyal of friends. Something he grew up with. Yeah, just that that was one of my first biggest twists that I can actually remember. Okay, um, Hatem, yourself? I would say I kind of guessed that that uh, Lobos had someone in the uh, FBI working for him, but mm. the one I thought working for him. I didn't think it would be the big guy. I thought he was clean, to be fair. I, he came across as the square guy. I thought it was the uh, one of the other... The, uh, one of the... Sax, Sax looked dodgy, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. I, there's no way... I, I, I was shocked when it was him. Mm. And, yeah, that's, a, for me, the biggest shock. And the way I he mean, said it as well, the way you found out when he goes, yes, Hefe, on the phone, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, that was... We were, like, stunned. I mean, that's the... the thing with the show. There's so many what-the-hells. Yeah. Like, you, mm-hmm. like, that's, what's, that's what's good. One of the biggest what-the-hells for me was... One, when Ghost was about to die and his security team helps him, uh, saves him, even though he's told him not to, you know, um, oh, yes, yeah. you know, but when Milan, when that, when the security team turns out to be Milan, it's just your jaw drops. You're just yeah, like, I didn't expect that at all. Where did that come from? And he's been in the whole this season, you know, the, the whole third season he's been with him. So he knows every move. He knows everything he's doing. He's watched everything. He knows Ghost inside out. It's such a tough position. But I just was honestly gobsmacked 
I was really gobsmacked with that one. That was the biggest one. But when they kill him, it's beautiful. They didn't do what they did with the Lobos. <laughs> they didn't hmm. talk. They just shot him. <laughs> actually, no, no, no. Tommy actually had a really famous quote in that. He goes, relax. When, when we kill you, we're, I'm not going to eat you. Fucking got it. me again. <laughs> <laughs> He's such an idiot, isn't he? He comes out with I all love, this. Can I just say something about Tommy? I love the fact that whichever meeting he went to, he constantly ate. Yeah, he was yeah. always eating, stuffing himself. Every time he went me, like, now nah, I'm good. I'm nah, good. Nah, he wouldn't but eat, that, yeah. That, that fucker really eats white meat. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, I'm not eating this. It's dodgy. It's so funny. Oh, he, he, he came up with a one-liner when he got pulled by the police, didn't he? Wasn't it something like, um, what, what are you stopping me for, officer? Is it DWB driving well back? Yeah, I thought it was, I hila- thought it was yeah, hilarious. I could not drive whilst black. Okay. The black dude was saying, "I was crying." It's so funny. <laughs> He's brilliant. He's um, he actually said, um, you know, he was asked. They were asked a question. I think Fifty Cent was asked a question, and Tommy has to say the word, the N word. You know, the N word, which we shouldn't say. But mm-hmm. um, and people were asking, "What well, what did Tommy feel like when he when he was asked to say that in the scripts and stuff?" Because he didn't feel anything at all. Because basically, what happened was Fifty Cent would take them to the ghetto and for a month make them stay in an apartment before shooting. They would learn, they would understand, they would watch and observe all the people in the ghetto and, and, and yeah. live there for a month. It is unbelievable what they've had to do for this show because he goes, I want you to be like me. I want you to understand where your characters come from, from where it is right now. Even Angie, even though Angie didn't need to, Right, because she's not in that, you know, in that role. Those three needed to Tommy, and but basically, what they were trying to get across was that Tommy's grown up with in this neighborhood. In these, they see him as their brother. You know, they see him as one of them. The color doesn't matter. He's a brethren. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? It's one of them. He's just, he's just a brother. So he can say what he wants to them. It was wonderful. It was such a good. There's some really good interviews. Basically, YouTube. There's some really, really good, insightful interviews on power and what they do or what they had to do to make the show and you know that that is that is what you call acting and artistry if you have to go and spend some time in the area or the place where you need to become like that and actually live there i love that i love that that's art you know that's when you're trying to you know that's robert de niro that is levels of shit exactly I was going to say that actually. I was going to say Robert De Niro's like full commitment to the role. I wish the stars of Empire would try and do that because <laughs> I mean it's interesting that Fifty Cent says that Empire um, stole his idea. Or uh, I mean he would have made that better. I mean he's got the better end of the deal because Empire's. Just, I don't know if you guys watch it. It's just become an absolute parody show. It's horrible. No, I've not seen it. I might do, but I don't think I want to now because I want to stay loyal. No, <laughs> to, no. To it, you'll hate it now. You've watched Power. Like Empire came first, like in terms of available. I only caught Power because one of my mates was telling me you got to watch it. Got to watch it. Forget it was, this Empire bullshit. Yeah. It actually came out and first, then, though, didn't it? Power fourteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I don't think. I mean, it might finish the current season of Empire just for the completion sake of it, but. Uh, that's it. I'm not going to watch it anymore. It's just, there's no, I mean, with this, uh, we went through each one of our favorite characters. Like each one of us were different. And I'm sure there'll be somebody, if you ask them again, they might like Tasha. There'll be somebody who likes Kaylin. What's good about it is you can identify with so many different characters and it's well written. And it's interesting. They've gone for season four and five together. So mm. that's good. They've got full confidence in them and the writers. So well, there's a story, I mean, isn't there? They need to, they, it, it, it shows me confidence in the story and the writing, 
You know, I've no doubt about the writing because of the person. I've heard so many good things about The Good Wife from Harinder and quite a few other people. I think Cam as well says to me, go and watch it. It's, it's miles better than Suits. It's just like nine seasons. That's the problem. I just don't have time. But she was the, the person whose concept this show is. She was the, one of the main writers of that show. So I know that, and also the cast always says that she puts their characters into brilliant positions all the time when she's talking to them and, 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 and she warns them, pre-warns them before the, the scripts are out that this is the kind of thing that's going to happen. You need to start thinking about your role in this way. So like, it's really, it's, it feels like a family. Do you get what I mean? Like, you know, when you go and watch those interviews, it feels like a real tight knit group of people working together. And I think it comes, it comes on the, you can see it on the show, to be honest, when you watch it. Uh, everyone that I, someone at work, um, told me to watch this. And, um, he shares the same name, actually. He's gagging deep, so he has a deep in the end. And he just said to me, mate, watch this. I bet you you binge it. I bet you you binge it in a week, and I did. I binged it in less than a week. I just went mental on it and smashed the whole season out, and I just thought, wow, this is a fantastic show. Um, you know what it... the worst thing? Sorry, do you know the worst thing about binging? Yeah. Is they're binged and binged season one, season two, season three, and now... After you watch it one by one? No, and now you're waiting for... Um, what are we now? Were we in April? We have to wait till June now to find out what happens? Yeah. Was the worst part about it? I was like, no. And the episodes oh, are one by one. They don't really... They're not on Netflix, they release one day after they come on in America. Oh, are they? Yeah, and oh, it's I... one by one, so they don't actually put them all on in together. So ah. it's uh, ten weeks, so we're going to have to watch it one by one. A little oh, bit like having watched Suits and stuff. Then. So yeah, it's a tough one. But I'm just glad that it's not one of those shows that you start watching and then it's going to end. You know, and then you're gutted because you're like, fuck. I, I can see a real future for it. And some of the, some of the characters, um, in the interviews are like, we, we just, we just, we just grab the scripts to make sure that we're still alive at the end. We go to the last page to see if any of us, <laughs> if we're saying anything. <laughs> so they're all worried. They're all worried that they might get killed off. So yeah, interesting times ahead. Um, anyway, any final thoughts then on the uh, power? I just think uh, it's, like you said, um, I love, there's, it's so intense, there's so much going on, so many great characters. I think Hatim just touched on that. We've all got a, a different character that we identify with, so um, make of that what you will. Hatim is um, a slutty Latina. I'm an over-expressive <laughs> white dude. Gags is a power-hungry black dude. These are the characters that we relate to. I love the diversity in it. There's so much diversity. I think one of the things I have to say about it is, um, like you said, Tommy thinks he's black, doesn't he? You know, he walks around thinking he's black, but... Um, you know, we know he's he's a white dude, but grew up with him, um, grew up in a black neighborhood, and that was pretty tough for him. Um, I love the fact that it kind of stayed away from, uh, you know, th- there wasn't so much focus on racism, which sometimes can often be a case. Do, yeah, do you know what I mean? No, there wasn't. I, not in this. I think, I think the only time I felt uneasy was there was a scene when, uh, t- um, uh, oh God, Tommy was sat with Katie Kanan and his boys, and there was a really, really gobby lad. And mm. he, he was making um, indirect um, remarks to Tommy about him being white. I mean, uh, Kanan it... kills him, doesn't he? Yeah. Because uh, he, he doesn't like his attitude, but I think he just doesn't trust him because he's a bit of a gobshite. And another time I felt really uneasy was it was actually, um, if you actually look at Ghost and his wife, they never ever ex- encounter any racism when they're in their sort of a fancy lifestyle of the legit side. But when they go to that Stedman's house or whatever he's called, the, the nightclub owner, and they're all sat down at dinner. 
and they both encounter some kind of, it was a bit uneasy. I remember mm. the woman saying to Tasha, can, can I touch your hair? It's just, it's just fascinating. Like I winced at that, like that made me uneasy and it made her uneasy. And you could feel that tension. The fact that, oh, your hair's fascinating. Can I just touch it? It's hair. It's her hair. There was not Why say that? Do you know what I mean? But just that, and that's what I'm grateful for. That it was just a tiny bit, but it was still, it still like made me wince. And when he was trying to, um, that Stedman guy was trying to, um, a strong arm ghost, and he was kind of making it out as all like, I've had this, I've had the great education, I've had the fancy lifestyle. Where have you come from? I'm going to take this from you. It happened the same night, and his wife was like, my husband don't respond to anyone or doesn't answer to anyone and they just walk out and I was like, go on, Tasha. Yeah, she was good. I, I, I liked it. I think that those I think those scenes were vital, to be honest, to put across mm. how hard it's going to be for ghosts to break the barrier of getting into that market. And that's what they were showing. That was the whole point of it. I think it was an yeah. interesting part. But um Hatam, any final thoughts? I mean I got recommended by May. I've thanked him so many times about the show. I mean, it's great story, great characters, great soundtrack as well. Mm. I mean, although having when you binge watch a show, one of the worst things about binge watching the show is you get to hear the theme tune like thirty times. I think it is in total. But I don't care in this one. Yeah, but I don't care. So I listen. We listen to it every time. I listen to and, it every day. <laughs> I've got it. I've downloaded it on iTunes. It's in my car now. And it's like oh, um, Big Rich Town by Fifty Cent. Big Fantastic. Rich, yeah. It's some really good stuff on there. Like um, Joe, Joe's the guy on that. Do you remember Joe from back in the day? Joe does the um, yeah, the lyric, the the, the singing, yeah. of the other bits. Yeah, not the rap. But, but I, I can't wait for June. That's basically, yeah. and it's a shame. I'm gonna, I might have to sign up for Netflix at this rate because I was, I got a, I downloaded it. Stick with that. And um, if it's going to be like this, <laughs> off stars, off stars. He downloaded it off stars, people. Yes, uh, yeah, yes, off, exactly. legit. Off stars. But if it's going to be like one episode at a time, because one of the things they do with Marvel is they, inst- they just down- they make all episodes available. No, they can't do it like, for this it, one because the rights are American. So Stars has all the rights and sell them out to um, different parts of the world. So in the UK, Netflix is the the the, the you know the pri- who's, who's bought the rights. So it's out episode by episode over ten weeks over there, and so that's exactly the same thing that happens in Netflix, one at a time. I will seriously consider signing up for it based on that there's no way i'm going to wait till 10 10 episodes of that i've done and then be able to, like get it all once just watch a week but i mean it's it's one of my favorite shows and if it can do, if it can have five good seasons i'll tell you something there's not many tv series that can do that even the famous and one of the greatest ever was sopranos even that didn't i mean that lost its way slightly I stopped watching um, it season three, dude. I couldn't get past it. Honestly, I just thought this is oh, boring really? the fuck out of me. Yeah, season three, it slowed down so that... much. I just couldn't. Mm. I couldn't go back to it. I mean, I've got the. But I bought the box set in the silver, the silver gun metal box set mm. Sopranos because I was like, I am. I was off work. I was like, I'm watching this now. I'm watching all ten seasons. I think ten seasons is it? Something like that. Yeah, it's a lot. So I, they, I, they do that thing where they split stuff, don't they? Into like yeah, and I enjoyed odd. it. I enjoyed the first two, and then the third, I was like, and then I never gone back. So uh, it needs to grip me the whole way, otherwise I, I lose interest. How many shows have done that though? That's the thing. I mean, this one I, has. More than I, and this one has so far. I mean, gripped. I mean, I got to. I I I, I was at work thinking of this. <laughs> I was like, shit. I wonder what's going to happen next. Shit, shit. And I'm right as soon as the market closes. Right, fuck this. Get some food. Watch a show. 
And that's, <laughs> exactly. it's not, there's not many, there's, there's not, not many, many shows um, that do that. Shows. I mean, fair. we touched on Suits. I mean, Suits has been going for six now, is it, or seven? Yeah, and the last one only got <sighs> good towards the end. At the start of it was terrible, I thought. So, yeah. like you said, it loses things, things lose their way. They have to try and keep something interesting. And what it's Suits terrible. hasn't done is knowing, a sign of a good show is knowing when to stop. Yep. And... I think I've got full confidence, writer, that when she eventually stops writing the show, it'll be an amazing ending. I don't even think it'll be a happy live, living after, no. happy uh, live together, men, whatever the word is, happy ever after. Sorry, yeah. um, it'll be a, an amazing ending. She's a very talented writer. She is. She's amazing. So it's um, it's going to be good. Okay, thank you very much, people, for that. Um, I hope you enjoyed this show. A massive thank you to Nina and to Hatton for coming on and talking power. You can find it if you're in the UK on Netflix, if you're in the USA, it's on Stars. Apologies if you're from anywhere else. I don't know where it's, um, where it's situated. You can go check online. Um, I'm sure Google is your friend. Apart from that, we will be back very, very soon. Check out the app. Check out AITV. Check out AI Audible. All these things on YouTube, on our app, on iTunes. We're everywhere. Listen, watch, enjoy. See you next time on The Box. I just come from the poet's part Bright light, city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises I live, I learn I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper Homie, I grew up in hell A block away from heaven That corner ain't 15 minutes and move a seven Pure snow, bag it, then watch it go Occupational options, get some blow up some hoes Shoot the ball of the strap, learn the rap or the jack Fuck it, man, in the meantime, go ahead and pump a bag This my regal royal flow, my James Bond bounce That double O seven, that 62 on my count I'm an undercover liar, I lie under the covers Look a bitch in the eyes and tell her, baby, I love it You're my inspiration, you're my motivation You're the reason that I'm moving with no hesitation this is a big rich town, yeah I just come from the poet's part Bright light, city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down oh, yeah, yeah, I just happen to come up hard Illegal, illegal, baby, I gotta make it I gotta hustle through the hustle and bustle I make a move, maneuver around the rats and wolves I'm from the school a hard knock, shots pop, bodies drop Graveyard, pick a block, cause niggas want your spots I'm tryna stack shit, then I go legit Hollow tips, stuff them in the clip, case niggas trip My cocaine endeavors, give me corporate ties I'm supposed to lose, watch me win against the odds All I got is my word balls and my instinct I'm trying to make it, we already made it, my friends think We already on top, I got a bigger plan No more controlled substances, or hand to hand White collar visions, game changing mission Big wrist, big wings, equal bigger living. Perfect position, watch me transition from caterpillar to butterfly they say in the this sky. This is a big rich town. <laughs> yeah. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. This is where it goes down. Yeah. I just happen to come apart. Illegal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.